0: My biggest message to everybody is that take your life serious. You have one life. You do have a purpose to fulfill. Keep yourself healthy. Just keep yourself healthy. Do whatever it takes to, to sleep well, think well, exercise well, keep your spine in alignment, detoxify. Just Once you're healthy, then you can accomplish whatever you want to.
1: Hey everyone, Cole Turnbull with Cordelain Advice Givers, where we interview Cordelain business owners, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders to bring Cordelain residents the best advice from our community's brightest minds. Today, we're talking gut health with Cordelain's co- colon hydrotherapist expert, Loland Pobran, who set out on a mission to help people get better so they can enjoy life and accomplish their purpose on earth through colon hydrotherapy and functional nutrition. Loland has some incredible stories and insights from her past of why she's dedicated her life to helping others live strong, healthy lives. That and much more coming your way. Thanks for coming on, Lolan.
0: Oh, well, thank you for the opportunity. It's great to meet both of you young, youngins, I will say.
1: We, we appreciate you sharing the wisdom. So first, uh, before we really jump into your business and colon hydrotherapy, we're going to kind of get to know you okay. a little bit more. All right. right? So do you want to start maybe with your backstory, where you grew up and, okay. and how you kind of got to where you're at today.
0: Okay, well, um, I'm from San Diego, and when I was seven years old, my mother had a heart attack. For a year, she was in and out of the hospital. Our minister kept telling her, see a chiropractor, for which her answer was, they are quacks. And at the end of the year, when the medical profession sent her home, said, you're on Valium for the rest of your life, she said to our, our minister, I'm going to see a chiropractor. So she went, to adjustments, it was a pinched nerve. Uh, my parents decided to become chiropractors. We moved to Davenport, Iowa, and uh, we didn't see our parents for four years as they became chiropractors. So that was the beginning of my holistic quest. We went from taking tons of antibiotics and aspirins, being sick all the time. At age seven, it was a dramatic. Everybody got well on just natural means and ways. And uh, I fell in love with uh, holistic care. Then I became a chiropractor. And... uh, got married, had two children. After I graduated, got a divorce. My dad said, come work with me. He owned uh, the largest chiropractic office in our area and the largest colonic office in California. So the first day I started in there, Monday morning, I had worked all weekend at preparing myself for examination, x-rays, for chiropractic. And I took two steps in my dad's office. He said, you're going on the colonic side. I said, no, I'm not dad. And he said, yep, <laughs> you're going to learn the family business. I'm like, no way. Uh, my dad was my best friend. I loved him dearly. So he said, and you're going to have one today and you're going to have a series of 12. And I said, dad, no, I'm not. Yes, you are. Okay. That's the money maker, dad. And uh, I'll, I could imagine I only needed one, two or three. So I started that day on colonics, and I was going through a divorce. I knew I, it was the right thing to do, but I honestly, emotionally didn't feel well. And uh, as I finished my series of 12, the 12th one was my big turnaround where I had incredible energy. I couldn't believe it. I fell in love with colon hydrotherapy. I looked around at the people that we were working on. Many of them were left for dead. They came back to life again. I saw miracles. I saw all kinds of cases come, come around just by detoxifying their body, water in, toxins out. And um, so I did that for a few years. I worked with my father, and then I went off on my own. I didn't do colonics until I moved up here. I did chiropractic, became a national board examiner for my profession in California, retired up here, took some time off, and then I needed colonics. Nobody was doing it. And I couldn't find anybody but one person. And when I started going to her, there had been a five-year lapse between my last colonic and starting up again. And I knew I needed a lot. So I started uh, my own business on Poplar. It was called Colon Cleanse and Detox Center. It was there for three years. Winters killed us because most of the people were coming from Spokane. We moved it to Argonne. I changed the name to Body Detox and Weight Loss Center. And my daughter was running it for me. And I gave it to her. She did an incredible job. She became one of the top uh, colon hydrotherapy businesses in the country. At that time, I was also repping for Standard Process, a whole food supplemental company. I had 400 healthcare accounts in North Idaho, Eastern Washington. I was trained to teach them nutrition, whole foods, and then I retired from that and started up again with colon hydrotherapy two and a half years ago. And um, so happy to be back in it again. So, colon hydrotherapy is the oldest therapy on record, but it went out in the 1920s when laxatives came in. People are not responding to laxatives anymore. They're beginning to understand detoxification. We do live in a really toxic world. So, um, I started two and a half years ago, and that's where I'm at today.
1: Awesome. Well, we're going to definitely dive, you know, more into you know the ins and outs of the colon and <laughs> gut and poop and you know all that <laughs> stuff, but. Uh, what gives your life meaning?
0: Uh, knowing that I'm a Christian and we're given one life here on earth, we got to make the most of it. Uh, we have a purpose to fulfill and when we're fulfilling it and working hard, um, we feel good about ourselves. And if you're not healthy, there is absolutely nothing you can do. Mm Mm-hmm. I've taken care of millionaires and billionaires in my practice in San Diego, and I saw them cancel trips and business uh, events, things, occasions with their family because of health issues. Yeah. And so I realized a long time ago that you have to do a lot of little things every day to keep yourself well. It takes a lot of work to get yourself well, but once you get well, you're up and running. It doesn't take that much, and we can live to 100 easily with great energy and sustain that. So that's my purpose is helping people get well. I've seen people die very young and early that didn't do the right things because they didn't know. Mm -hmm. So I want people to know that you can be in control of your life. And that is something we all need to, to be in control of. Yeah. You can't,
1: you can't take it with you and go. So that is definitely, definitely a big part of life. Um, What are some of the small things that make your day better?
0: Uh, Yesterday, I had a lady that uh, she didn't think drinking one glass of wine a day had any detriment on her, but the amount of uh, we're getting really intimate here. The amount of gas that we pulled out of her colon, which is fermentation, uh, she committed yesterday to quit drinking. Really, and she hugged me. She was so happy. So when I see people make changes in their life like that, that are gonna give them five years, 10 years, 20 years more healthily, uh, that's the biggest reward that I can have.
1: And uh, what is the best single day on your calendar?
0: Oh gosh, that was probably yesterday I saw 11 patients, yeah. no lunch, uh, no breaks, I, I bring my food, I take a bite here and there, I sustain my energy, And at the end of the day, it seems like I just got there. So it's just high energy all day long, enjoying it. Yes, I do go home a little tired, but I do get a good night's sleep. And then I just, it's fulfillment. It's a sense of accomplishment.
1: That's awesome. And what do you, do you have any regrets that you wish something that maybe you would have started sooner in life or that you didn't do in life that you wish you would have today?
0: You know, I actually think of that often because I don't want to be on my deathbed regretting that. Um, So I, from time to time, I really do think about that. And uh, (laughs) the answer is actually really no. I've made some decisions that derailed me. But um, I got back on track again through going to church, reading the Bible, great books, keeping in uh, company with wonderful people that I love. So... Um, you know, I think back about my being a parent to my children and of course, you know, they feel I could have made changes. They didn't like all of their childhood, but, um, you know, I did the best that day. I really think through things. I think the brain's the number one thing that we do have to really take care of. And so I try to make each decision with being well thought out with what I have. And as long as I make the best decision every day that I can, then I, I feel that I'm just going to keep moving forward uh, with the equipment that I have and trying to do my best.
1: Awesome. So now we got to know, you know, a little bit about you. We're going to dive into actually what we're here for today. <laughs> the real gut poop. Health, poop. You know, dive into it. Uh, what is colon hydrotherapy?
0: Well, simply put, it's just putting a speculum in your bottom, and that's your colon, and flushing it with water, purified water. We have a special machine. It's a machine from Canada. It's hospital-grade. It's brand new. Well, two years old now. And oh, we change the water from hot to cold to get different reactions. We have different techniques. We loosen up the hard material that's in there that's dried out because it's been in there for too long. And then there's also gooey material in there because... The liver is actually excretes into the upper part of the small intestine to get rid of all the toxins. So actually, right now, we're breathing in toxins that are made from petroleum. Uh, This table has vinyl on it. It's outgassing at a low temperature. We're used to smelling it, so we don't detect it. Mm -hmm. And the liver has to get rid of that through uh, phase one and phase two biotransformation of the liver to get rid of it and to exit So when we have stasis, things don't move through our small and large intestine within um, 12 to 24 hours. It literally stays there, and then it's actually reabsorbed. So we flush that out. We can only go a couple of inches each time. So it is a series that has to be done, the colon being three to five feet long. It will stretch. It elongates. It will twist on itself because as it stretches, it has to go somewhere. So it usually goes into the hip bone and comes back again, drops down, or comes up, creating a twist. So to clear that colon out, uh, the water under pressure Um, we have gravity, anti-gravity, less than gravity. So we have different techniques to actually pull it out. So each time you come in, we can pull out a few more inches. We can go up. And in those few inches of poop coming out, it can be anywhere from 10 to 30 bowel movements. Oh, wow. It's a lot of material. So think of mud, that if you spread it out, it's very thin, and we have to hydrate that out. So it's not fluffy in there. It's actually very thin layers like saran wrap so we have to hydrate that so the first 10 to 15 minutes of a colon hydrotherapy maybe nothing comes out and then we hydrate it enough and it starts flowing so you can think of a sponge that's dry very thin you put water on it it springs up so that's what colon hydrotherapy is basically just flushing out the colon
1: okay and so you know i i didn't know much about colon hydrotherapy before you know, we spoke and started diving in and and doing some research on it. It really did catch my attention, and it is—you said the oldest therapy, right?
0: It's uh, recorded on the hieroglyphics in Egypt, going back to six thousand years ago. And another little tidbit—I think it was 1939—the medical doctor that won the Nobel Prize for Health—he reported that all infectious diseases come out of the colon. And in November, I took my first medical seminar in Spokane, where it was the pharmacists and medical doctors and RN, and they're saying all autoimmune conditions are coming from leaky gut now.
1: And what is leaky
0: gut? Okay, so what happens that we, the holy grail of the whole body mm-hmm. is the membrane inside our small and large intestine. And so that is a mucus layer and it's semi-permeable. Semi means it's, it's going to allow some things in and some things it says, no, you're getting out of our system. We don't want you. So when poop stays in there too long or we have petroleum products or we're taking in foods and drinks that are not not compatible, it actually breaks that mucous membrane and it leaks. It leaks things into our body. So we get allergies, pain, arthritis, autoimmunity, um, sickness, So death does begin in the colon through leaky gut.
1: So they're saying all diseases, like autoimmune, start in that large intestine in the colon?
0: If you go to my website, I actually have an article that they say that uh, gut inflammation drives all chronic diseases.
1: Yeah, That's. that's, I mean, that's crazy. That's not really something that, you know...
0: Can I tell you two quick stories? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, the first one is my sister-in-law. If you've ever watched, and you can go back to the second year of... Um, okay, was <laughs> all of a sudden escaping the extreme makeover homes. Yeah. Well, in the second year, uh, they highlighted my brother who was uh, taking care of his eight children. My sister-in-law, Teresa, when she was 39, she had eight children. She passed away suddenly from toxic shock syndrome. Um, three weeks in after she passed away, her mother, we lived a week apart, uh, a block apart, my brother and I. Her grandmother her mother came to me and said, you know, I cleaned out the kitchen cabinet today and she had 15 laxative products. And we didn't know what that meant, but we knew it meant something. Well, come to find out, when I first open up, this is my second story and I'll go back to the first, my open up my colon hydrotherapy business here, I asked my girlfriend in Sandpoint if she knew anybody that needed colon hydrotherapy. And she said, oh, it's too bad you didn't get a hold of, I'll make up a fictitious name here, Linda. And, um, she said she just had surgery on her colon. They removed 18 inches of her colon. And I said, well, what happened? We just had lunch like a year ago. And she said, well, she had low back pain for six months. It didn't go away. The chiropractor sent her out. She went through five specialists. They did an MRI and they said, Oh, she has a tumor on her ovary. So that's where the pain's coming from. They cut it off, sent it to the pathologist. He wrote a note back, and he said, you better check your colon. It's a pocket full of popcorn kernels. They looked at her colon. She had 18 inches of gangrene, and the only symptom was low back pain. So I started thinking about that, and I thought that's what happened to my sister-in-law. She had leaky gut. The toxins came out. Sepsis got into her blood. She was gone in nine days. So that's one of the reasons why I'm super passionate because there weren't any symptoms. My sister-in-law never complained other than constipation. And if you were to ask any medical doctor, what are the symptoms of cancer, colon cancer, the number one killer, they would tell you there aren't any, but there are. It's gas, bloating, constipation, and then finally diarrhea for a long period of time. And that long period of time could be, like in my friend's case, Linda, it could be six months a year. Some cases could be five years, 10 years, others could be 20 years. So that's why I'm really passionate about this work because we don't, we don't understand the colon. This is the last hidden frontier.
1: Yeah, and so what's the, what's the first story that you were going to tell? Well, share? the first
0: story was actually my sister-in-law. Okay. She passed away at yeah. age 39, and that was totally preventable. Having constipation for all those years, she could have actually just gotten colonics But by that time, my father had passed away. I wasn't working in the colonic field, and so um, it was unfortunate. So So now I'm talking about it all the time. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yes, absolutely. And and
1: so when people come to you for help, like what are they usually coming for you to help with?
0: Um, Most of the time, they're coming because of bloating. And bloating is gas. Gas distends the colon. And that's coming from the poop and they want to lose weight they're they're putting on weight um a lot of, i had a new patient yesterday and he's very active but he said he can't bend over and tie his shoe anymore mm-hmm. and he noticed that when he has even a sip of something to drink he, he he can't it's his stomach bloats up it's actually coming from the colon is where it's coming from
1: and so like if if I was like walking into your practice, right? And I, I knew absolutely nothing about colon hydrotherapy. Like what would I expect as a person that's never been there before?
0: Well, recently I had a patient that came in, no symptoms. They just want to do preventative. So I have them fill out a chart, yes, no questionnaire, one page. And there was nothing wrong with them, just preventative. So we did a, a colon hydrotherapy session and uh, there's a tube that everything comes out of that's quite diagnostic. It'll tell you if you're clay-like, which means that liver gallbladder, if it's been in there a long time, it's really dense, it's going to sink. Um, if it floats, that's uh, fatty issues. We see a lot of fungus coming out. That's too much carbohydrates in your body. Not in, The pH is incorrect in your colon. So with this particular gentleman, we saw those things come out, and then he started revealing that he didn't have good memory. He was a professor at college and he wants to continue working. So I just explained to him that the fungus in there is getting into the blood and it's getting into the brain. And also when you have too high of insulin in your body, it will shove sugar into your cells and then take the protein, derange it, and that goes to the brain. It the beginning of amyloid plaques, which is the beginning of mild cognitive impairment. So even though he didn't have any issues, we began to discover that he had a lot of issues. Mm
1: -hmm. So what, uh, that client, you know, what could they expect as far as, you know, coming in, how many treatments, you know, before they're really just, you know, on a maintenance type routine?
0: That is such a good question because there's really not a guideline for that put out by the International Association of Colon Therapy. It really does take experience. Um, So I learned from my father that he would not take anybody on unless they prepaid for 12, for which I said, Dad, ching, ching. That is such a money maker, And he explained that he used to recommend 12, uh, six, but if they needed eight, they would leave saying, well, that didn't help me. Yeah. Or if they needed 10, but he recommended eight, they would say, well, that didn't help me. But he said, everybody got better to 12. I'm not that rigid. I take everybody on because time and money um, is a limitation. And I work with them on that. But uh, we do recommend three times a week for the first month if they can do it. If not, then we recommend twice a week, if not once a week, because one's better than none, two's better than one. So we just work with the person, but typically the colon, the first part of it, which is the descending colon where it exit, takes about 12 sessions just to get that cleaned out.
1: 12 sessions to get that cleaned out. Mm-hmm. And then is that something that you would suggest people are coming back, you know, multiple times a week for the rest of their life? Yeah, people,
0: there's two types of people. One out there, they want it done. They they almost want to come in every day, get it over with, get it done. And there's other people that, you know, time and money is the limitation. So we work with them. And one, you will make progression. Every other week, you won't. You'll just stay the same, especially if you have bad eating habits. And typically, I'll warn them that I may not take them on. We'll see how they progress with that. They make big changes. They sleep well. They think well. They change their diet. And then I always give them uh, herbal supplements to help with that process of sub, um, softening the inside and getting it to move at a quicker rate.
1: Yeah, and so, like, I mean, I I have, you know, no prior knowledge, right? Except yeah. For for studying you and, and uh, colon, you know, colon hydrotherapy, you know, on yeah. Google and, and that sort of thing. Um, what are some different types of systems? I know I've heard that there's, an open system and a closed system and what do you use
0: the open uh, method is a uh, relatively new in fact i'm going for training for that in las vegas this fall um, i haven't had it done i've asked people that call me if i have an open method i'll explain that in a minute and half like it and half don't like it i think i'm gonna like it because you can go in there and just do the colonic on yourself so that's going to be great. Uh, I have the closed method, which is the old standard. And basically, we're there with you the whole time. And we help massage your you know, abdomen. We move it through. You get highly educated. We talk to you. We find out what's going on. And so I'm going to have one of both. And I think it's going to work quite well. But I'm kind of out to, out to lunch yet on the open method because it's, it's smelly. And I heard it can be messy, but I'm not sure. Not everybody says that. So I just will have to go for training and then figure out. uh, I I think I'm going to have one anyway, because I really believe in having as many alternatives as possible.
1: So like, if I'm walking around on the street, right, and I'm just like, hey, you know, like, my back hurts, maybe I'm going to go see the chiropractor, or maybe I'm going to go get a massage. How, you know, what are some signs that, People might want to look for or watch to maybe contact you or to figure out if they need
0: therapy. yeah, that's such a great question because, um as a chiropractor practicing down in California, San Diego, um, you start adjusting a patient and you expect certain results within a certain time period. So usually by the sixth adjustment, they're already starting to see some positive changes and stabilization. And if I didn't see that by the sixth treatment, I would send them out because I had already x-rayed them and I could see that the colon was pushing up on their back. So I had that advantage. And I would send them out for six colonics to um, take out that material and start to bring the colon down off their back here, I don't have that luxury, so I do send them out to a chiropractor who will x-ray them, and we can see uh, the gas pockets and if that's happening. But a lot of people tell me that right away their, their back symptoms start to go away because they're not feeling that pressure. So the colon expands like a balloon. So when there's nothing in it, it collapses. But as it gets full, and it can c- expand a lot up and in, in fact, I have the coroner from Montana coming in because he said that he's tired of finding dead people on the toilet from straining and causing heart attacks. Well, I'd been doing this for 40 years and actually had never heard that. So my neighbor next door is the fire marshal for the state of Idaho, and I've been trying to get him in. So I went over to his house and I said, guess what? The coroner's coming in from Montana. And he told me this. And so my neighbor said, oh, yeah, we found one dead yesterday and the day before. It happens all the time. I'm like, what? He says, yeah, when you start to push downward to get the poop out, he said, it puts pressure up on your heart, closes the valve, and it locks. So I was shocked. I had never heard that before. Um, So going back to your original question, how can you tell? Usually if they're distended and they're full, that's a really good sign, but I've had little tiny people come into me, like 98 pounds, and the poop doesn't stop coming. It's like, where is this coming from? And it just flows the whole time. So one of the criteria when you're really clean in there is when we do two colonic sessions in a row, and there's just nothing coming out. Other uh, other than that, it'll just, like, flow out. You'll you'll see it just come out the whole time. Yeah,
1: but, like, I know you said earlier, like, allergies, headaches, all that kind of stuff. Bad breath, right?
0: Oh yeah. The, well bad breath is, is SIBO. Small yeah. intestinal bacterial overgrowth, which actually comes because it's not moving downward and the bacteria starts to grow. You have to clean the colon out first to get stasis. The slowdown of the movement happening. You have to drain it. You have to start opening up the drainage organ.
1: Yeah, so you gotta flush it out and uh, what are some false notions that you might come across with, you know, colon hydrotherapy and maybe public perception that that you want to get straight?
0: Faulty notions, did you say? Well, um, people think that we're going to puncture the colon. And the lining of the colon is actually as thick as your eyelid. And the speculum that we uh, use to insert the speculum with is so blunt, it can't even tear paper. So we're very safe. We're actually under the AMA, the American Medical Association, that's the umbrella that we're under. They do turn their backs on us. They don't recommend us. Um, So it's kind of a sad situation. We're beginning to do clinical trials that I understand that they're allowing the International Association to begin. And I think in the next 50, 100 years, we're gonna see a huge turnaround. There's a lot of people that are now turning to detoxification.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, that's kind of the the notion i think with today's culture and society yeah. right is yeah i don't feel good let's go to the doctor you know they're gonna maybe prescribe a stool softener you know yeah. or, or something like that you know to, yeah. to help you poop mm, yeah but in all reality like there's there's other ways and that's just a band-aid right so There's other ways.
0: Well, no, I I think we have to take a still soft. We have to keep that channel open. Otherwise, if we don't, I know a lot of people say, oh, no, don't, you know, I want to get away from laxatives. Um, We're breathing in a lot of petroleum products. When you eat out, all the additives and colorings and preservatives are made from petroleum. That's plastic. So that turns back into plastic in our gut. Um, The other faulty notion that I see out there, because I probably purchase two health books a week that are coming out, pretty new ones. This week was Clean 20 and Dirty Skin, so they're pretty prolific. But they uh, don't address the problem that no matter how well you eat or how many probiotics you take or how many liver, gallbladder flushes you do, until you get rid of the garbage in your colon that's blocking, you're not going to have any type of satisfactory resolves because of that from the mouth down uh we heal from what we call north to south mm-hmm. and so everything's a one-way system so if we have a big block in the colon then everything g- gets stuck and reabsorbed
1: yeah that was what you said before we actually started recording was yeah it was like putting your boot on you know before your sock right exactly
0: it's backwards
1: yeah so you start with the colon and then
0: Yes. Then you work, then you work up,
1: work up. Um, what are some of the benefits that you've seen people that you treat have from colon therapy?
0: Happiness, energy, better sleeping, digesting their food, uh, not feeling like they're in pain. Uh, they get out of inflammation, so they're not as stiff. I've even had people tell me how their skin clears up, they have dry skin on their soles of their feet. That's going away. Their rashes are going away. Rashes on the skin anywhere is liver, uh, colon, always. And uh, it'll trigger the Th1 and 2 antibodies, which excites the immune system. All your hormones work better because all of your hormones are excreted through the colon via the liver. Every single hormone. Uh, 90% of your serotonin, your happy hormone, is made in the gut. And so it can't be uptaken if you have a coating on there. So in the wintertime here, when it's gray outside, I'm like, oh, wow, well, look it. I still see the sun coming through. It's a gray day. It's only light gray today. And my new patients come in that are just started, like, oh, I can't take this anymore. I got to move to Mexico or, you know, Arizona. And it's like, no, wait, wait, give it a little bit of time. Honestly, you know, you'll see the sunshine once we clean up your colon and the serotonin is can be uptaken into your brain, you're going to see a huge difference. We also have bacteria in there, which is gram-negative. It's called um, LPS, and they circulate if they're not able to get out because we're constipated. They recirculate into our thyroid, our adrenals, our brain, and they play havoc with us. So there's all kinds of symptoms out there that we don't relate to the colon.
1: Yeah, and like like you said, it all comes from there. That's where it originates, right?
0: Yeah, there's a little story, if I can tell you real quick.
1: Hey, we got all the time.
0: (laughs) Okay. When I was in college taking chemistry, this is going way back to the 70s now, um, well, so it circulated that the brain said to the body, you know what, I'm the boss. I tell you what to do, what not to do, and when to do it. So you have to listen to me. And the blood said, no, that's not true. I deliver the nutrients, and I take away the toxins that doesn't happen, we're dead. And the heart says, hey, stop. I make you beat. I make you go through every single cell in the body. And then the anus said, oh, no, I'm the big guy. If I don't open up and release all the toxins, we're dead. And they laughed. Oh, my God. They laughed. So the anus closed down. Ah! It didn't take very long. Within minutes, they were choking and coughing. And within an hour, they said, okay, 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 open up. So I stand by that story. It's still true today.
1: Absolutely. (laughs) Uh, What are maybe some side effects that people would see from colon hydrotherapy?
0: You know, the only side effect is actually a benefit, and that's that they get crampy afterwards. So um, the crampiness can resolve itself within minutes. Uh, For me, I know one time I went to bed, I still had that crampiness. That's a double-edged sword. When you're having a colon... Uh, I mean, sorry, a colonic, uh, you create peristalsis. The water goes in. It expands the inside. It excites the stretch receptors, which tells the circular and the longitudinal muscles to contract. That's peristalsis. So that's the crampiness that they feel. And so people aren't used to that because their colon's are so full, like a water balloon. That they—that's the problem—is they can't get, can't squeeze out any more poop. And so they start getting that crampiness back. It's crampy, and it's like welcome that because the stronger that is, the more it's going to push out poop for you. That's honestly the only side effect. There are none. The moment the water comes in and it starts to dilute the pollution in there, your brain will know this is the right thing. Does it hurt? Um, We put the speculum in. There's a moment of, oh, I think I have to go to the bathroom, and then it's in. And then we have you turn over on your back, and I explain to everybody the anus. When it is relaxed, it's closed. So for 40 minutes, it's going to clamp down on that speculum. So you're going to feel like you have to have a bowel movement the whole time. Once they know that, they're like good to go. And then um, that's it. There's nothing else more uncomfortable than that.
1: And who would be a good candidate for colonic?
0: Well, we take children two years old on up. Okay. So everybody that can't go to the bathroom is a great candidate. I have people say, oh no, I'm too loose. Well, that's actually chronic constipation. Now they have bacteria growth in there and their body's trying to get it out as quickly as it can because they've had years of not being able to go. My mother had Crohn's, which is another reason why I wanted to do this. Um, She wouldn't never get a colonic ever because she just wouldn't. And she had 30 years of diarrhea, and when you have diarrhea, you lose your minerals. It stopped her from traveling, having fun, because when it hits you, you can be in a grocery store, you can be at a restaurant. Um, so uh, there's really no side effects. It's all beneficial.
1: Yeah, I know. There's a lot of people out there, you know, that have IBS or yeah. you know, that sort of thing. Is I mean, is there any? Is there anyone that you wouldn't treat? I guess would be another.
0: Bit of well. Portion. I had a call in. therapist recently asked me if I would treat these people, and I said, "Absolutely, those are the ones that I want—the ones with the worst condition." And he said, "Those are the afraid. Those are the ones he's afraid to take on." And I said, "Don't be afraid. They need you the most." So no, I'll take on anybody and everybody. Awesome. Uh,
1: what are some of the things you look for if a person um, is like unsure about about coming in, like you know, acne? um like we said headaches back pain mm-hmm. uh not how often should someone go to the bathroom i
0: mean oh every day yeah and if you have one <laughs> one really good bowel movement here we go again one really good bowel movement the size of a banana and it should be the consistency of a banana uh so it's soft enough that it comes out half of it should be floating and half of it should not be floating it should be um Well, I say, have you gone bananas today? Because (laughs) you should go bananas every day. And then if you don't fully evacuate, you might have one later on. But if you look at bear poop, um, it's very gelatinous with fibers. And I'm studying the hunter and gatherers right now. I'm taking a course under uh, anthropologist, nutritionalist, who's studying the Hunsas, And we should all be hunters and gatherers. That's another important point I really want to bring up. Thank you for bringing this thought back into my brain. sure way. (laughs) What happens is I have a lot of people trying to get well, and they're doing mega nutrition, these drinks that are loaded with enough nutrients to feed an elephant for a day, maybe even a week, and they're really overloading their system. It's just too much nutrients the body cannot handle. And we have to make a lot of enzymatic enzymes to break it up and to process it. And when you're already compromised in your digestive system, the best thing you can do is simplify your diet. So we are our own best experiment. There is nobody out there that can tell you exactly what you need. So you have to learn your body. So I've learned mine. I have one egg in the morning. Then I have a cup of greens with no dressing on it or salt about 45 minutes later, then I have a salad throughout the day that's called grazing. That's not recommended for people that have a diabetic insulin issue. They should be more ketogenic. And then I have a nice meal at the end of the day that's quite light with a good amount of protein. But some of these drinks in there, they could have 60 different things in there at high potency and those become an anti-nutrient because the body just can't process it. So I see a lot of people doing these green smoothie drinks so high in sugar, drinking them, and we actually lose what we call the cephalic stage of digestion. 20% of our digestion is chewing, mastication. The brain says, oh, my gosh, we got that. Lipase, wake up. Pancreas, we got to make that. Or stomach acid, we got protein, wake up. So we lose 20% of digestion when we drink these drinks Or if they're cold, our stomach just shuts down. So we have to really eat things at uh, room temperature if we can.
1: So if you were like gonna lay out, you know, a nutrition, do you lay out nutrition plans? Uh, Oh yeah, that's I do,
0: I do, absolutely. And that's probably a big part. That's a huge part. Food is first, brain first, food second, detoxification third.
1: Yeah. So getting people there, like, you know, if you were just sitting at home listening to this, like, how would, what would be your three recommendations to people.
0: Okay. People drink Well, first of all, they're real dry in their gut. So when they drink a lot of water, it does not go to the gut. It goes to the kidneys. So in order to start hydrating your gut, you have to, first of all, put salt in there, good healthy salt. I mix half Himalayan and half Hawaiian. Those are electrolytes. Those are electrical charges. They cause combustion and energy. And then I put a organic Tea bag in. So herbs are not food, but they have a little bit of protein, fat, and carbohydrates. So the brain goes, okay, let's send this to the gut for hydration. And then I put in bitters because bitters are better. And uh, let's see, there was one other thought that I had in there. Oh, so people, I tell them that and then they go, well, I've been putting the salt on my food. Well, salt has an affinity for water. That's why they put the big salt chunk out there in the fields for the cows Mm -hmm. to lick so they get hydrated from the water so when you put it on your food it's going to dehydrate you so you have to provide the water and drink it in a bottle that way you won't dehydrate your system
1: how much water should someone drink in a day
0: well half your body weight so i'm 150 pounds so i measure out 75 ounces every day so i make sure that i i do get my water in and if you don't get your water in you're going to become tired and you're going to dehydrate your body. Everything becomes uh, concentrated together and, and dries out. So we have to really keep our body buoyant.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that we've, we've touched base on this a couple times already, right? Like your poop. Like <laughs> yeah. you, can, you can learn a lot about your poop, right? You, My favorite you, subject. Would you suggest you know, yeah. people really pay attention? Maybe, I don't know, log? what the food looks like how often they're going You know what's in it that sort of thing
0: so the rule of thumb is um, you should be excreting if you're an adult minimum two cups in that toilet every day you have to look at it and a man that's larger size or a woman should be three cups so think about all the foods that we eat all day long we're only extracting out about one teaspoon to one tablespoon of nutrients that's it Nutrients are minute. Mm -hmm. They're microscopic. We can't see them. So that mass that we eat, that should be coming through us. It's not going to come through us, though, if our lining is broken and we've already got sticky stuff, or if we're eating pizza and sandwiches and pasta, all those things that are sticky that don't go through our system. So a lot of it, our taste buds are just habit. And we need to make little changes all the time to change that habit. Like begets like. So the more sugar you eat, the more you want. The less sugar you eat, the less you want. So you just have to make that transition little by little. Do
1: you feel like sugar is a big contributor to health issues?
0: It's the biggest contributor. Yeah, because there's all, um, so grains, we think of sugar as in, uh, you know, refined foods. But people forget that grains grow something. So there are seven times more sugar than there is in fruit. We should only have one fruit a day because fruit is a lot of sugar. It doesn't have a lot of stalks or stems and it's loaded with uh, fructose or fructose. Mm-hmm. Fructose is processed differently. It turns on the hormone grenolin in the stomach. So think of growling. Mm-hmm. I'm hungry. Grenolin. Yeah. Yeah. It turns that on. But in our fat cells, we have liptin. Think of, Lipton is lovely. So when that's turned on, we feel full. So fruit always turns on gremlin and never turns on Lipton. So we're always hungry and never full. That's why you can eat a watermelon, a whole watermelon, and not be full.
1: Yeah, just like keep keep dipping your hand in the bowl, right? Yeah,
0: yeah. The other problem is alcohol. Mm -hmm. There's so many people out there drinking alcohol. I say one good drink a week is great. But other than that, alcohol to your gut is the number one detractor it's like taking rubbing hole on your eyeball it's going to mess it up a lot it's going to cause leaky gut and i have some fantastic patients that are successful and wonderful people but they have their one or two wines or beer every day and that's just not going to work unfortunately
1: so you're telling me if i came in i'd have to stop drinking beer
0: Well, if you want to keep paying me money to keep pulling out the fermentation and the gas that's taking place, then yes, but that's your choice. And I think over time, everybody, you know, I mean, we want to live to 100. Mm -hmm. We want to be in control. We want to be happy. We want to have energy. We want to fulfill our purpose. We want to spend time with our family. And yeah, yeah, that's the bigger goal. Get You know, absolutely.
1: Right. Okay. Just checking. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um, You go back in time. Any time in your life, what advice would you give yourself?
0: Oh, be independent. Definitely find out who you are. Do it yourself. Learn from the best on how to do it. And um, yeah, learn to be alone. To be alone, you can really think great thoughts. You can listen to good books, and that's so important. A lot of people don't spend time alone. They have to depend on other people. And when you do that, uh, birds of a feather flock together. They always have. They always will. And so to learn to be alone and to think really good thoughts will, will really strengthen you, and then you can become focused.
1: Nice. And then, in your opinion, what has been the most critical aspect of running a successful business?
0: character and integrity.
1: And to go off that question, what has kind of been your biggest learning curve about running your own business?
0: To get out of my way, (laughs) (laughs) Get way. (laughs) get out of my own way. Don't take things personal. Understand that everybody comes from a little bit different way. And sometimes I take things personal. I pray on the way to work. Please God, don't let the negative overpower me because then, you know, I react and, um yeah, just get out of my own way and focus on those people. They're paying you really good money. Listen to their story and come to where they're at. Come to that medium point where you can relate to them and then pull them over to more solid information because a lot of people come in with people that they love that have given them the worst advice. And so you can't destroy that relationship, but you have to, like... You know, understand what makes it work for them in that, and then show them that you might have one or two little pieces of information that might get them to a little bit better place.
1: And nice. If you could get one message out to the community of Portland, what would that be?
0: Oh my goodness! One message. Um, oh, my biggest message to everybody is that take your life serious. You have one life. You do have a purpose to fulfill. Keep yourself healthy. Just keep yourself healthy. Do whatever it takes to to sleep well, think well, exercise well, keep your spine in alignment, detoxify. Just once you're healthy, then you can accomplish whatever you want to.
1: And then, what do you what do you foresee happening in you know both near and far future for yours for yourself, your business, uh, colon hydrotherapy.
0: Well, thank you for that question, because my biggest goal is to get a colonic machine at Kootenai Health. I want to see it there. That's my end goal. In between that goal, I want to see 25 other colon hydrotherapists in this whole region so that people don't have to drive from Cheney or Montana or other faraway places to get the service that they need.
1: Yeah, and so... You you mentioned something about starting an, an institute, right? Or yeah. a class, some sort of instruction for people, you know, to you get educated on it.
0: Yeah, I'm working towards that. I never thought about that, but the director uh, asked me to open up an institute, and at first I was, oh yeah, thank you, I will. And then it was like, well, wait a minute, that's a lot of work, so I put it aside. And now I decided that that's really what I my my goal is to have an institute here. To train other colon hydrotherapists because we need it. We're des- We're in desperate need of having people get well the correct way.
1: Yeah, I mean, with more you know colon hydrotherapists, there's going to be more attention brought yeah. brought to it, right? Yeah. And it's going like to become that. more recognized. Yeah, it's like
0: that gas station on every corner. Yeah. <laughs> so are that chiropractor on every corner. Yeah, the
1: chiropractor. Yeah. You know, the gas station. <laughs> you all need it. Um, yeah. Sounds like we all need some colon hydrotherapy yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, i want to see both of oh, you in soon <laughs> hey you know I, I might i might make an appointment right after we get off this, this microphone i look forward um, to that but uh and i'll be sure to let everyone know thank you how it goes uh you have any lasting thoughts or you know anything that we didn't talk about that you feel is important for port and the rest of the world now
0: well the biggest thing that stops people from coming in is fear Mm-hmm. And um, just try it once and uh, give colon hydrotherapist wherever you may be an opportunity to educate you. But um, other than that, um, it's just a matter of looking at all your options and seeing... Like what you say, what gives you the most benefit and the the least detrimental factors? In the day and age that we're in right now, uh, medication is only suppressive or stimulatory. And we need to know what's going on. Symptoms are extremely important. That's the body talking to you. And for every symptom you have, there's a natural way of reversing it. I will say I do a functional nutritional test in there, and we can test your... So when you get blood work, it's basically telling you the pathology. So when you do a functional nutritional test, it's going to tell you the foundational things that you're missing already that's going to create the pathology.
1: Yeah, so is that something that you
0: do? With- I do. I test for iodine levels, calcium levels. I do an EKG. Okay. Um, I, uh, actually do a tongue diagnosis. I don't know too many people that do that, but that tells you the inflammation going on in your gut and the congestion in your body. And also if you're have systemic candida or if you're low on vitamin B, so it actually does tell you a lot. And uh, we test for zinc levels, uh, blood pressure, adrenal uh, testing. So there's there's quite a few things that I, I test for in the office.
1: Okay, my question came back to me. Okay, good. I was going (laughs) to say, what should people look for if they're going to go to a colon hydrotherapist and know that they're going to be in good hands?
0: Well, that's really hard to say. It's kind of like what chiropractor do you go to, you just Mm -hmm. go and you try it. If you like that person and their technique, great, stick there. If you don't, move on to another one. There's not very many in the area. Uh, but a lot of people call me up and in the very beginning we would spend an hour talking about their problem. They never come in. So I just tell them now that, you know, I don't do consultations on the phone. Uh, the first visit is $90. After that it's between 75 and 55 and we'll have one hour to really discuss everything and see what comes out of you. So the important thing I think more than anything is just do the therapy, experience it because I can talk all day and tell you what it's like and you still won't know.
1: Yeah, now you can tell them, hey, you know, you can go listen to this podcast.
0: (laughs) Yeah, uh, thank you.
1: Answer, probably answer a lot of your
0: questions, right? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I never thought of it, but thank you for the great opportunity.
1: Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, So if, you know, someone's looking to come see you and, you know, how can they find you? How can they find out more about your business?
0: Um, Well, you can go to my my website, which is uh, Wellness um, Center CDA, or just give me a call at 208 818 three zero three three I won't answer my phone directly I do work by myself it's hard to hire somebody for 10 minutes every hour Um, but I will uh, call you or text you back within a couple hours okay thank you and then
1: uh, like if someone wanted to set up an appointment how far out are you booked
0: Uh, depending on the day and the time I am anywhere from a week to three or four weeks out okay I don't have any openings until next week the end of next week so the sooner you, you know, make that appointment, I am working overtime right now because there's a lot of people and I won't turn anybody away that it sounds like they need it. I, my children are married. They have their own family. I'm single. So I'm in a wonderful time period. It's the luxury for me to have the time to extend my time to other people. So I will, uh, accommodate you if you really need to come in. But if you can wait, it, it might be a week or two or three.
1: Awesome. Thanks, Leland. We appreciate. Oh no, you my pleasure. Thank you so much. Sharing the knowledge, and uh, we look forward to seeing you and your. your
0: yes, thank you very much, and I will see you soon. I hope. Yeah. Thank you. Have a great day, and enjoy it.